Hey, it's Paul. And Shamina. And welcome back to Head Boss in Charge. Welcome back. Yes. Another week. I know. How you bossing? Um, I'm good. I had to think about that for a moment. It's been a bit of a an up and down few weeks. Not necessarily like low down. <laughs> low down. Yeah. Dirty shame. <laughs> um, but it has been... Uh, I've gotten some reminders and some lessons that have come up that have been frustrating yet meaningful um but overall pretty good i'm trying to think what is what has been going down running stayed the same so i'm running working out running running okay really i've seen a few good movies over the course of the last few weeks um some really heavy stuff but also entertaining question mark which i'm sure we'll talk about a little yeah. bit um but yeah work has been Cool, just trying to get into a steady flow and groove because sometimes I feel like I fall out of it when something like up, uh, there's an upheaval to my schedule, my actual like planned work. And that's the nature of work, that things are going to come up. Um, but sometimes I have to zone in and really focus on things for several days in a row um, based on a, a series of things related to who needs to know what and who can I share, you know, certain information with. So, um, but overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling uh fairly zen uh, a few weeks ago i went to uh the supernatural wellness pop-up with uh hey friend hey it was called supernatural yeah supernatural wellness oh, pop-up oh. was um, like was <laughs> magic going on or casting spells or i what? signed a waiver so we shall not speak of that um but that has got me in a really like good place mentally and starting to make some decisions and figure out like what energy i want to surround myself with so that's been nice yeah, I'm jealous that you got to go. Yes, um, as you should be. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, how you, Boston? Um, a little better than um, last time we recorded. Um, <laughs> I was just in a very off mood and had a very bad couple weeks of work uh, at work. Very stressful, just management issues. And luckily, I, I mean, fortunately, I've had a team to help me instrument or um, implement, you know, operation plans to just fix the systemic gaps temporarily, but it's it's still stressful and it takes a lot out of your day to think about those things. So you have to move away from your job, your day-to-day, or mm-hmm. those high-level conversations to fix these little gaps that will hopefully in the long term make a difference, but I, I've just had to deal with a lot of that. Um, and then this week, which has been really nice, uh, you know, I do the 9 to 5 and the 5 to 9, and... I am taking a break. I just want to go to work and go home Mm. (laughs) and do nothing. And, you know, I'm a hustler and I I try to do the most. I try to pack my days with things that I love. Um, But I haven't done that in a while. And um, I just need to recalibrate and figure out what I really want. Mm -hmm. And then I can get back to the hustle. But I've noticed that With running around doing everything, I have not given myself enough time to plan accordingly and really measure if I'm happy right now. Okay. So there's a couple things that I'm trying to fix. Well, not fix, but... um, We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, we're going to dive a little (laughs) deeper. There are a couple things that, you know, I'm working on, and then then I can go back and fill my schedule with everything that I love to do. But I really just need to give myself a mental break. Okay. So don't, so. as long as you don't have a mental break. So, oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> so that yeah, pause, yeah. Uh, ever so slight, Ooh. is quite important. A mental... Yeah.
<laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> good, good point. And we're back for water cooler talk. So uh, we are back to our, you know, regularly scheduled program. No interview this week. Uh, but Shimine and I got to talking and we thought this week we wanted to talk about the concept of walking away. Mm-hmm. When to walk away, uh, what factors or decisions um, leading up to that decision of walking away, what are the parameters uh, and we kind of want to keep it broad, talk about, yeah. of course, career and work, but just situations that we're in in general and when it's right or not right to walk away. Yeah. When I, um, and we were texting about this a little bit before we got started today. Um, I, the first thing I thought about, I was like, you could walk away with Flair, you could moonwalk away. You can sashay <laughs> away. There's a number of ways Run to, down that road to walk away. Um <laughs> You can slide away, but anywho, um, walk away. We're in a, a, a melodic uh, mood just today. Walk away. <laughs> sorry, I can't help the Kelly Clarkson song. Um, sorry, I don't know that song. Uh, like so many other songs. Um, but yeah, did you want to start? You want me to start? You start. Okay, so this conversation originally spawned. Um, Paul and I hung out earlier this week, and. Um, I'm going to try to be diplomatic because who knows who listens to this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I will talk first about, um, just generally about, like, um, some walking away that I have had to do in terms of, like, friend relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, a few weeks ago, I went to the retreat with um, Hey Friend Hey and two other women who will shout them out. I'll probably, like, maybe tweet at them uh, the next, uh, when this posts. Um, but we were just talking a lot about, uh, energy. Like we got into small groups. We were talking about like, just what do we want to, um, do with our lives or what do we want to get rid of and how do we start to move toward that place? And a lot of the conversation was number one about fear. Um, but the second one, it was about just the energy that you surround yourself with. And I was thinking about, um, I was recently in a situation where I felt, um, uh, pushed into making a, a social commitment. Um, it was just, it was like weird in terms of time, place, manner. Like I was getting ready for like a presentation and someone was like, oh, let's make this plan right now. And um, there were a few things that went into why I didn't follow what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to be like, no, thank you. Um, but I didn't feel, and I will use this word, I didn't feel courageous enough at that moment to say, I, I don't want to do this. Partly, I was avoiding like a, an awkward conversation because it, really, it was going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew it affirmed for me that I, I wanted to start to walk away or moonwalk away from <laughs> that um, uh, relationship. And um, I, I felt like maybe like 10% bad about it because I, I, I followed through with the commitment because, again, I didn't feel like in the moment courageous enough to like say, no, I don't want to because I knew it would lead to a larger conversation and I need to focus on like doing the presentation that I was about to do. Um, but on the inside, um, I was like, um, I have zero intention on following through with this commitment. But I mean, this is here in the moment right now. Oh, God, I hope this person is not listening to this. But oh, well, um, I didn't have any intention on following through. Um, and so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. We can do whatever. So I was certainly faking it going through the motion so I could just move, move on at that moment. And then I felt bad. And then 
I was like, well, I felt backed into a corner. Uh, and I didn't particularly care for feeling backed into a corner. And it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like, bitch, we gonna schedule this lunch or dinner or whatever. Um, I don't know why my voice got all deep with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, that was a little aggressive. That's going to aggression. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not how I want to invest my time and my energy. And there were some other things in that relationship that didn't, uh, feel good and hadn't felt good for a while. And I, I'm not sure why I was allowing myself to be in that space. Um, although as, as if I had no choice. Mm. Um, and I certainly do have a choice and I have to remember that because I make a choice doesn't mean that everybody's going to be okay with it. And I'm going to make choices that people are not going to understand, are going to have an expectation that I, that I explain it to them or I owe an explanation and I don't have to explain it, nor do I owe an explanation. Um, and I, I feel a little bit like, and so feel free to talk through some of this because it feels a little weird to be like, I made this decision and I don't want to talk about it. Um, with the person directly. With the person yeah. directly, because I don't, it's going to be awkward. I don't want to set up this thing and go into what could feel like a, an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ultimately ended up being like, I'm not available to do it, uh, this, you know, date and time later after like a few days later. Um, and then didn't do it. And, um, I'm a person who will check in like with people that I trust or mentors or whatever. I was like, well, like, what would you do? If you were in this situation, um, and <laughs> the gist of what I got back was like, you should just ghost. Um, and I was like, oh, that feels a little bit weird. Like to not, I mean, you could be cast for the friendly ghost. I know, right? Just, like friendly ghost <laughs> away. Like. Um, so I was like, I'll just say that, you know, I'm not able to make it, which is true. I'm not able to, because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to just ignore it. The, the plan that was already there. So I was like, I right. wanted to say something, um, but yeah, it's just been like I have to feel comfortable in me being okay with walking away for something that doesn't feel good to me. Not that it mm-hmm. feels bad, it just doesn't feel good. Right. You know, I was trying to think of times in my life where I had to walk away from a relationship, and this is all levels of relationship from friendship to intimate. And I'm wondering if you ever applied this kind of logic. Do you ever, if I've committed so much to this relationship and it goes both ways and let's say it's we measure that through a number of years or it was just the intensity of what that relationship was then if I have to walk away from it then if it's someone that I've committed to and it was a very it you know we had a really good relationship but it's just time to walk away then I would give that person the decency of explaining why um but if it was if the relationship was not that, didn't go that much in depth, then I don't really owe you anything because you ne- you never gave me anything. I never gave you anything. It wasn't really a, or maybe I did give you something and you just didn't return, return it back. It wasn't really a productive relationship. So mm-hmm. I feel less inclined or less obligated to give you an explanation as to why I'm walking away. So I kind of use that as my measure. And I don't really think about it too much. It's usually I get feelings of guilt. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that guilt is connected to, well, we invested so much time in this friendship or whatnot. Um, so I'm going to give you an explanation why. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but no, I've, I've got to... I've been trying to pay more attention to how I feel about something Mm -hmm. and if I'm doing it for myself or if I feel like I'm doing it for the other person. Um, And I don't have to do those things for the other person. 
and I have I'm getting more comfortable with realizing I need to do not to like shit on other people, but mm-hmm. like I need to do what feels comfortable and okay for me. Um, uh, and sometimes that doesn't include like keying in the person into the person like X, Y, and Z are the reasons why that da, 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 because to me, I'm not always interested in the, this long ass conversation about why something is over, why I want like I like why I need to move away from it. Yeah. Um, because then I guess yeah. a conversation would imply that there's something worth saving. Yeah, and sometimes there's the, not. That's yeah. not great. That's not bad. You know, it's uh, one could call it perhaps indifference. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's just end this and not make it end awkwardly and more weird than it already is to sit down and talk about why it's over. You know what yeah. I mean? So then it just makes him wonder. Then why do people even try talking about why it's over? Because if you're truly honestly, doing, <laughs> if we're truly doing it for ourselves, let's use the kind of the sentiment you expressed before. If we're truly doing it for ourselves, then you know, it, what's done is done. I'm not here to teach you a lesson. You need mm-hmm. to learn this on your own. So if we sit down and talk about why, that would mean I'm trying to teach you something, but that's not doing anything for me. Yeah. So let me just do me and walk away. Yeah. But then that rubs me the wrong way a little bit because I, I guess at least how I walk life is I like to be direct. I like to be upfront. Sometimes I can be passive and sometimes I will ghost away mm-hmm. <laughs> if the feelings are too awkward, but I try to, and this is how I do me, is confront my situations and just express how I feel straight up. And that's just just for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't always have that. I don't, I don't always want to invest in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that also as walking into, like it's setting myself up to more than likely walk into what will be a contentious conversation and I'm not always here for that that's an energy that I I don't often want to expend um because I'm not sure how productive that is for me mm-hmm. um which is a very like focused on me but I'm like who who the hell else am I supposed to be focused on this person who like I no longer want to engage with that doesn't make them a terrible person yeah. that, do, that just means I'm not I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of this and I'm not going to try to convince you to start to give me something meaningful out of this I don't want to get into this like well, what could I have done better? I'm like, girl, you're a friend. Like, there's how many million people on this planet? Like, we're going to be good. You're going to be fine. I'm not wishing you to hell, but I'm just saying I am, you know, putting my energy other places. Mm -hmm. But I don't don't always want to have that conversation. People can call it ghosting. You can call it like, you owe. Okay, that's cool. You can say however you feel about it. That's fine. And I'm going to keep it pushing. Um, But yeah, it's just, it feels... uh, I would feel like I was putting on a show to talk through somewhat like why I don't want to be in a friendship anymore. Yeah. Like things like much like life, things ebb and flow. Obviously from my perspective, things ebb and flow. And sometimes, you know, you'll really click and that'll be a long lasting thing. Sometimes you'll click for a while and then it's supposed to be over. That person has served like their purpose, quote unquote, for where they were supposed to be in your life. And then if you, you're trying to hold on to it, you're trying to fight for something. And I'm like, what am I fighting for? If this is what the universe, um, or this is the energy I'm supposed to be around or let go, I need to learn those myself to let go and be open, excuse me, to what's going to happen next in my life. Be that person being involved or not. Another thing, people don't, because I've tried that before to talk through, um, like a former, with a former friend about like what my issues or concerns were. And, Feedback is a bumpy, shitty cycle sometimes. 
Um, and as much as people say, like, I'm 100% here for the feedback, these are lies and fallacies. <laughs> uh, that's exactly yeah. what they are. Oh, especially in like, friendships. Immediately you get in your feelings. And I was like, but I thought you were open to, but not this yeah, kind of feedback. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, why would I even, I, I, that's not a level of commitment that I, I have for very many people. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, so that's you, my sense of like the the most recent time I've been like I need to walk away from this and I'm I'm okay walking away with it um, from that it feels a little like squishy like oh am I gonna see this person oh mm-hmm. that I'll cross that bridge when I get there but for now I'm feeling really okay with the decision um, based on a variety of factors so I'm like oh that's one less thing that I have to like clog up the space in my head yeah I. It's funny, I, some of my relationships that I plan to walk away from, they naturally just dissipated because of transition. So, mm-hmm. you know, there I've had many friends who we were just friends out of convenience, who were mm-hmm. just in the same time, place, location, stage of life, mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't productive, but just time just helped us move apart, and mm-hmm. we didn't really need to close it up. Um, I just want to give that tidbit there about mm-hmm. how sometimes the universe just forces that for you and you don't have to make a decision. Uh, How this topic is really relevant right now for uh, for me in the recent past. So I, walking away has always been tough and it gets easier as I get older. Um, But I want to talk a little bit more about the sense of guilt and where that comes from. Mm, Okay. So I I take up a lot of opportunities. You know, I, I, I love... Uh, taking what I do um, and trying to make a career out of it, whether it's through theater, dance, uh, photography, this podcast or whatnot. I I get presented a lot of opportunities or I think of opportunities and, you know, I hold them by by the reins. And with some of these, uh, uh, you know, opportunities, I'm working with a lot of people, right? You know, I'm in a show working with a lot of people. I'm part of a dance team working with a lot of people. And um, I, sometimes I am bogged down with some of the negativity that goes on in those spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's the people that I'm working with, I'm not jiving with them. And sometimes I just, you know, suck it up and I get through it because being in the show is another thing um, to put on my resume and I want to perform and that's what I love to do. It should be about me, not the other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe it's a, a, you know, you think you signed up for one thing and it turns to be something different and you don't want to back away because things could crumble. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are they going to do if I quit midway through? Um, There's many examples and uh, walking away from a creative venture is so 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 hard to do because part of the guilt is um, being disappointed in myself I don't want to be a person that just walks away from opportunities and sometimes in the art world you have to suck it up like there's going to be things that are tough and negative and that's just how it's labeled and t- you know getting through those situations give you those the, the tough skin right mm-hmm. being an artist you have to have tough skin And then the other side of the guilt is I don't want to let other people down or I don't want other people to say bad things about me when I leave because who who knows, I may run into these people again. And and so all these things are cycling through my head. And as these things are cycling through my head, I'm trying to decide whether to walk away or not. I'm still miserable. Mm -hmm. I'm like... (laughs) I was going to say, how long does it... It's like, I think through it so long. It's like, 
why, you know, art and creativity should be about myself. And it's about myself, but I'm sharing my vulnerability so that other people can feel connected to it. Just like what we're doing with this podcast, we're mm-hmm. vulnerable every other week. And this is a form of art. We're doing it for ourselves because we love talking about this. Mm-hmm. But people are also benefiting from it. I try to think about that first. And um, sometimes the guilt of what other people think uh, dampens my, um, you know, my, my, my joy of what I do. So walking away, I, I've had to do it a lot of times. And sometimes I waited... Too long. Too long, right? (laughs) And it's too late. And I reflect back on the experience. And when I think about the other things I could have done with that time, Mm -hmm. if I just walked away and tried something new, I would have been much happier. And it's like, why do I um, self-induce this pain? So I have a question for you. Have you ever looked at it from the perspective of you, like, walking away earlier so that you can walk into what you're supposed to be doing next? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like you're hanging on to, like, I, I want this to be better, but really, there's like the there's some meme out there. It's not even a meme. It's a a picture that I've seen, and it's somebody holding a rope so tight that their hands are like they look like they're gonna bleed because mm. they're trying to hold onto it so tight. And like the picture underneath is like sometimes you have to let go so that you can actually feel better and and grab onto the thing that's gonna feel good. Yeah. So sometimes you hold on so much because you've invested time, energy. Um, you don't want people's perceptions of you to be. Um, you don't want them to talk shit about you, basically, if you go and do your own thing or move on to the next thing, but you're holding on so tight, you're not realizing how much it's hurting you and holding you back. Mm-hmm. But when you let go, you realize, I let go so that I can be moved to this next thing or so that I can be in this next this arti- other artistic space um, that I may have missed because I stayed too long. I've so, never done this before. Usually yeah. when I walk away, I'm like, okay, on to the next thing, and I didn't give my myself a chance to heal yeah and that healing part is what I'm doing right now um you know as I said earlier I am keeping my evenings completely open this includes even some of my social commitments Mm -hmm. and just being by myself and rejuvenating um I'm very much an introvert and I get a lot of my energy from being alone um but I haven't done that in my um my artistic opportunities just giving myself a break from that I'm just like on the go 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 um, I really, that picture you just described to me was very vivid in my head. It's, it's exactly what I'm going through. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I want to also, another thing that I always feel guilty about when deciding when to walk away is when you grow up, or at least when I grew up, there was always that mentality, you don't give up, you mm. know, you know. Loser, or what's that? Some losers can't be quitters, or losers never win. I don't know. Something like that. But just as a kid, I think that's common for a lot of kids. But at least from my experiences, you don't give up, right? And you fight through things. um, And you know, usually when you tough them out, uh, there's the light at the end of the tunnel, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that quitting thing is what I just. It took me a really long time to get used to that because. Sometimes you walk, people walk away, not me, but people can walk away and they think that's the answer, mm-hmm. right? And people are told, you can't just, when you run into the situation again, you can't just walk away. So I, I guess I'm aligning it with that. And me walking away is a sign of weakness and whatnot. And I'm trying to give myself the benefit of the doubt. That's yeah. more self-induced pain. <laughs> right? uh, but when I think about it holistically about the healing part, I'm not just walking away 
for the sake of walking away. It's for me, and I'm, now I'll have even more energy and more um, capacity to do the next opportunity. Yeah. Well, I think there's a there's a, a level of shame that comes in with even the the um, the mantra of like if you walk away you're quitting or quitters never win or thing of, like that as though you must do this who you're doing it for it doesn't matter but you can't like in society be seen as somebody who quits or somebody who stops doing something that they first were really excited about and then they change their mind and so my thing is like in getting more comfortable and I'm not saying quitting it I'm throwing the shit on the floor like f this I'm not doing it anymore but like making a conscious decision to no longer engage with something that's not serving you. And so I, um, I've probably quote unquote quit another thing. There's also the word quit probably mean, you know, words mean things. So using the word quit is probably more like psychologically damaging than letting go of something that no longer serves you. You see like how different that sounds like. It's it's super holistic. Um, but even just the idea of like, quitting something because quitters never win. I was like, yeah, lots of quitters win. Trust me. Lots of quitters are, are billionaires because they realized something was going downhill and they're like, let me jump off of this and like figure out what's my next step. And then bam, there's like Snapchat or some shit like but that. But some you know? people, they jump off the cliff, <laughs> but really right below them. Right. Because <laughs> right? they have the privilege to be jumped to the next precipice. Oh my God. And have no worry. They can fall off a yeah. cliff and be yeah. saved. So, um, but yeah, I think there there's something there's a level of shame that exists in the the idea of quitting. Um, people, I think people stay in jobs too long because they're afraid of what. I mean, there's sometimes you stay in a job so you have paycheck and benefits and some stability and whatnot. But sometimes people certainly have the option to go, and they have this like other people need me to stay, so they don't they pin it on other people. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like all these other people are relying on me, and I'm always like. Girl, people are, like, there was somebody in the job before you. There will be somebody after you. Mm-hmm. They will make it work. Trust. Oh, yeah. I'm a, so, I used to be that person. I, yeah. I, I've moved on since. I'm like, Yeah, I've no. moved on several times. Yeah. Of the, the thought of, I have to stay like, they need me. Somebody else is going to do this. They're going to do it in their own way, and they're going to be fine. And going back to those people who stay in the same jobs for a long time, then they start getting that jadedness, mm-hmm. right? And that jadedness does not only affect their day-to-day, but it affects probably what they'll think about that opportunity at the next place. Yeah. Right? And they just have this very jaded mindset. Um, it goes back to that self-induced pain. It's like, just get out while you still can. Yeah. And protect yourself. Yeah. Well, this, I was having uh, dinner with a friend last night, and we were talking about, and she's in, like late twenties, um, uh, mid to late twenties, maybe twenty seven or twenty eight. And she was talking about like I, she was saying that she doesn't know what she wants to do next, but she feels there's a level of guilt for her for leaving her wanting to leave her current position. But she's like, I don't like it. Like I don't want to do it. And there, and so we had a lot of conversation around, you know, me and my like late thirties wisdom. Um, around like it's okay that you don't know what you're supposed to be doing right now and it's okay to like choose to leave and walk away for something and not and go into the next thing and be okay if that next thing doesn't work okay I tried the next thing let me try the next thing and it's it's totally fine to like go out and try a number of different things there's not a, an age limit or a point in your life where you're so quote-unquote supposed to know where you're supposed to land and be you know fully there so walking away, I feel like is a, it's um, it sends a message to yourself that you have the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. Like you have the um, the privilege. Of, one of the things we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, like the privilege of choice. You can do that. Lots of people may not be feeling it. 
okay, they, when is the last time somebody's thoughts paid a bill of yours? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's okay to make choices that work best for you. And you're going to mess up. We all mess up. You're going to pick the wrong job. You're going to get the, in the job for the perks mm-hmm. or like the supervisor's bomb and then they leave. Um, but it's okay to own the fact that like, mm, I thought this was going to be one thing. And it's not, so let me go ahead and walk away now before it does more damage than good. So some of that, the pieces that you were talking about, like even the holding on too long. Okay, you got to figure out when to when it's okay for you to leave. It may feel squishy, it may feel uncomfortable, but you're going to grow exponentially when you leave. When you take that leap, for whatever reason, you are going to grow. You don't have a choice but to grow. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, uh, choice is so powerful, and I take that for granted so much uh there is no one else who can get myself out of this situation but me you know I even when I have employees or friends that come to me you know and they're just talking to me as a friend or as a mentor and talking through situations and in my head I'm just thinking but you're the only person who can get yourself out of the situation for the better um I I do want to talk a little bit more about choice Uh, I think when I am juggling maybe two or three options that I'm, let's say it's more of a, a, a lifetime kind of choice or just a significant decision that I can actually take time thinking through. Okay. Uh, nine times out of 10 and I, I go with my gut feeling or I already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. I already knew the answer to the decision, but I've just been denying it because Sometimes choices are not going to give you the direct positive results. You might have to like dip a little bit and then mm-hmm. it will get you to where you want. Um, and for me, sometimes I, I avoid making a choice that I know will make me happy, but I don't want um, to go through the, the, the dip of, or like the bad experience to get to the good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who said this. I think this was a podcast, but it was something about like bad things will always happen. Mm. So you can't make choices that will completely um, knock away the bad. It it will either be the bad things will come now and then the good stuff later. Or if you prolong the bad stuff, it will come eventually, right? When you make these choices. And I think myself and maybe some people, we make decisions based off of what's going to prolong the negativity or prolong the, uh, I guess, the pitfalls um, mm. in our life the most. And I have to keep reminding myself, this is just life. When I make a decision, when I make a choice, bad stuff, or and I hate using the word bad, but like, yeah, there are going to be pitfalls in my experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when you fall, you always rise. Yeah. There's this movie, it's old as hell, but it's, do, you, do you ever see that movie Dangerous Minds? It sounds familiar. Um, what's the plot? So it's from like the 90s. Uh, it was with, uh, this is dating myself because I was, anywho, so <laughs> um, in the 90s, it's with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. Y'all it was mean, not a great movie, like, yeah. in terms of that. You might have um, to, you just said Michelle Pfeiffer and then I remembered. Yeah, she but basically was to... a high school teacher. It's based off of a book. Um, uh, she was a high school teacher going to teach in the inner cities, but she had previously been, like, in the military or something. I don't know how they got her to play this role, but anywho. Um... <laughs> But in one of the scenes, so it's like unruly, you know, unruly black kids, basically. Mm, of course. Um, and some Latino kids, too. So she's an inner city, whatever. Um, and they're, you know, a typical plot, like there's one really bright black girl who's, you know, she's the one who has a chance to go to college, blah, blah, blah. 
And so they end up talking about this book. Um, and I, I don't remember which book it was. It doesn't matter. But they were talking about the most important word in the English language is to choose, like cho choice or choose or something like that. Because they said it's the difference between owning your life and being afraid of it. Like you have, you always have the choice to do something. It may be a bad choice versus a shitty choice, but either way, there's a choice in how you respond, how you interact with people, what you choose, what you choose to do or not do, um, what situations you choose to be in or choose to remove yourself from. So that has always stuck with me from way back in the nineties. Mm. Um, but I always think about when people are like, I have no choice. And I'm like, you always have a choice. You may not like either choice. Again, mm -hmm. it may be a bad choice or a worse choice, but there's a choice in there. So that's often how I think about choosing things. Mm -hmm. Like I had no choice. And I was like, yes, you did. You just didn't like either of the choices. So it felt like you had no choices, but you had one. Right. Uh, I would like to say we're both spiritual people in some regard. You would like to say that. Just I'd kidding, like to yeah. say that because I, I know you and this, you know, it's on the audience. But anyways, uh, I, one thing that's always been a struggle for me with the concept of choice, it's not a struggle now, but it's, um, you know, I come from a religious family and, you know, all, anything that we're struggling through, it, it it's overcome by prayer. Yeah, I was going right? to say, you got to pray about it. Give you got to pray God. about it and um, the universe will, and God will do its magic and you'll be fine. Get it to a prayer circle. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, I'm not as religious as I used to be, um, but I'm still spiritual in terms of myself. And there's this concept of fate versus free will. And uh, where I, there are some people who can only be on one side of that fence. It's like okay. fate will, the grand design will put you through things and you just got to tough it through and go with it. Okay. And then you have the free will who say, I controlled my life. There isn't a grand design. I make the choices, and I'm the only one to blame for um, what happens in my life. I very much have teetered both sides hmm. um, growing up, and where I find like a really good balance is, um, yes, I make choices, but I still think the world has a weird way of dropping signs, mm -hmm. and they'll keep dropping those signs to wake you up yeah. so that you can make the choice to move forward. Yeah. And I think I think we've talked about this uh, a while ago um, offline, but I just wanted to bring that up about choice yeah. because I do think, I do believe in not, maybe not a, a, you know, like a God figure, but I do believe in a grand design and energy and the way that we interact. Those signs will drop so that you can make a decision that will inevitably impact yourself in a positive way and the those in your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. um, I would agree. Um, and to the people in the pews, I believe in a God. In God, um, I I believe. Uh, I don't know where I am on that spectrum, but I certainly believe. I believe that there is a, a grand design, if you will. Um, so I, I do believe in the concept of fate. Um, but I also think that fate set like there's you're set up to have choice. Does that make sense? Like the universe or God sets you in a position. Not to get all like religious by any means, but like I I believe like I believe in the energy thing, but I believe that there are people cross your path and you have a choice of whether or not to interact with them. So all the way, like you're presented constantly with choices of like interacting, engaging, um, being a part of something or not. But it's what you choose that, you know, kind of can steer your fate one way or the other. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess to take that a step further, what I really mean by yes, fate does uh, also imply that there's choice but 
uh, and I'm just speaking for that side of the house, for folks who are 100% part of the fate. I think you speak for all of them. Got it. <laughs> Shut up. You're like, I'm just going to go ahead and speak. Let me, let me text him and say, I'm speaking for all y'all. Just so Shut you up. know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think uh, if we make wrong decisions, though, and I think sometimes we do make wrong decisions, but we don't know at the moment, life and the grand design has a strange way of course correcting. Because mm-hmm. maybe there is one fate. There's a fate, but there's many ways to get to it. Mm-hmm. And life is just telling you, mm I think this path towards that fate is going to um, suit you more. Yeah. Well, see, I think that you the, that wrong you picked that wrong decision for a reason. You're supposed to pick that wrong decision because there's something you're supposed to learn from going, whatever the quote-unquote mm-hmm. wrong decision or way is, because you're supposed to learn something. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, that makes like sense you're supposed to yeah. You're supposed to, like, be in this effed up situation mm-hmm. so that you can learn, be appreciative, be grateful for the rebound of getting back on that kind of course correction yeah. thing. So, like... I think that you're supposed to do those things. Like, yeah. As I think about the <laughs> the crummy or shitty things that I've done or been a part of, which thankfully are not a long list, but I was supposed to do those things. Um, have I learned all those lessons yet? Probably not. I'm sure some things will click like weeks, day, days, weeks, months, years down the road, but I was supposed to be in those things. Like I was supposed to make like the wrong choice for something. I was supposed to do something wrong because I, I hadn't learned, oops, excuse me, I hadn't learned whatever I was supposed to learn before then. Yeah. So the universe was like, swap upside the head. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn today. And then I was like, okay, you're right. I am going to learn today. Yeah. Apparently, I choose sometimes to learn the hard way. Um, but I have to learn nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do believe <laughs> that too. And I, this is getting really uh, like... Um, inception because I think <laughs> about this because I keep like getting deeper and deeper into like because you can go back and forth uh uh sometimes yes yeah, sometimes we're supposed to make the wrong decisions if we think back to that fate um to because we're supposed to learn something um but I was also thinking too that mm. <laughs> oh it's Spit too it convoluted out. I'm trying to Spit like it out words you, you're trying to yeah. doctor it up just say it uh Oh gosh, I lost. I lost. I lost it. I was getting. I was getting too into the. I'm um, deep. You couldn't follow. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's weird. Like just to, to think of it conceptually and yeah. how like there's so many people that are on this planet who are go like their fate is all, like all of our fates are somehow intertwined except mm-hmm. for 45 and his shit show of a cabinet. Um, like they're all intertwined. So we're all like supposed to be making decisions in a certain way because it impacts like it's like when you throw a rock in a, a lake or I don't ever do that but like <laughs> you see you, you see on Facebook it's like rocks. oh yes like and then it you know reverberates whatever. well mine doesn't it just <laughs> sinks <laughs> I can't skip a rock okay <laughs> as I back my chair away um but yeah like we're all supposed to be doing those things because they all intertwine yeah like in some very in my opinion I mean, my, in the way that my mind thinks, in some very divine way. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they all have to go like this, you know? Yeah. So, it's weird, and I don't fully get it, but it makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's a healthy way to think through life. Um, I, oh, um, just to bring up something, you know, I talk about, I'm not religious, but it still comes up in conversations with my mom all the time, and uh, sometimes the answer is, just pray about it. Yeah. I'm just like... It always makes me cringe because 
I'm, you know, yes, I live a balanced life of fate versus free will, but I still lean more towards the free will. Like, I'm in mm. control of my destiny. Um, and I, ju- I know there are people out there that just do the, just pray through it. And they'll mm. sit through a bad job because they think praying is going to get them out of the bad job. And I just don't believe in that mentality. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just putting it out there. Yeah. It's funny because my mom will throw a prayer, like, real quick. Like, I usually will talk to her probably about once a day, maybe twice a day. And I'll be like, oh, I have tough meetings coming up, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, and I'll be like, say a prayer for me. And then she'll start. And I'm like, I'm walking across the street. Like I can't stop and close my eyes and like really honor what you're saying. Um, but it's funny. So I'll get, I'll be like in the elevator and then all of a sudden I'll be like, amen. Cause I'm not going to not say amen when right. she's done. Just, just my home trainer says, girl, you say amen at the end, regardless of where you That's are. That's sweet though. Um, just like I say grace when I'm out. Like I may not publicly be like everybody quiet. Let me speak to God. Um, but yeah, she will throw that out in a minute. Like she got a prayer circle and all this other stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, but do I think prayer like legitimately in that moment handles everything? No, I think there are messages that you, like for me, there are messages that come to mind after like I pray or like I pray about it and then like I'll start to have ideas of like, oh, what, this is what to do next. And in Mm -hmm. my mind, that's, that's the prayer working. Yeah. But that's my mom's prayer warrior. Like when she throws up a prayer, cause hers are stronger than mine, apparently. Like then it starts to give me ideas of what to do next. It may not be like. God saying, Shamina, and now that you've prayed, open the right door, you know, yeah. but to me, those things make sense, mm-hmm. but not alone. Like my mom always said, and it's somewhere in the Bible, maybe, uh, was it prayer without works is nothing. Like you can't just pray and just do nothing about it. Yeah. Like you got to have action exactly. to, do, to go with it. Um, well, this is getting more churchy than I thought. I know, but that's right? okay. It's a, it's a super comfortable place for me. So I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things, but. Yeah, you can pray about it and then go ahead and go to the therapist because that's why mm-hmm. God placed all these people in here too right. uh, that are therapists, counselors, etc. Have you ever walked away from something that you thought was a good decision and then you ran back to it because it kind of, that just walking away from that bit you in the ass, so to speak? Um, I'm trying to think. The things that come to mind are like, uh, work and so and the the things I'm going to say now are true and they happened and they clearly happened for a reason but I remember when I was working this was like two jobs ago um I think you had just left the department that we were working in if you know like we're not that hard to, to effing find you know so this looks at our, yeah our right <laughs> how many shaminas are there in the damn world <laughs> um but I have made a conscious choice to leave a position because I saw that it wasn't going in the direction that I was hoping that it would go. So I jumped ship when I saw, like, the small little hole that knew was going to come, like, a big, like, sprout of water in the ship. Um, and then I hopped out, and then I saw this, the ship start to, to sink. Um, but then, like, a year and a half later, I saw somebody securely plug the hole in the ship, and I got invited back on. And I was like, this was the right time for me to come back. But then apparently a series of things happened. And in my mind, the universe was like, Mm-mm, girl, it's time to go. And that's how I got to my current job. Because they're like, this is not going to go the way that you think that it's going to go at the speed that you think it's going to go in. So at the time, it felt like, okay, it was time to go back to this department and do this type of work again because I knew what I was doing. Um, 
I could bring a level of structure and stability. But then something in the universe was like, no, girl, you, you tried it, but we're going to put you in this other place. And you're not even really going to have a choice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I, I had like a minor choice in like going to my next job, but it ended up being like the right move. But I thought I was going back to like something that was going to be like, yeah, this is legit. Like I'm ready. And not to say that it wasn't legit, but I wasn't supposed to be there. And I, I'm actually really glad that I'm not there because my, my skill set and my, what I'm able to do uh, is more meaningful somewhere else at this point. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a roundabout story. But yes, yeah. I feel like I have jumped out intentionally, been brought back in. Like things seem to align to go back in. And I went back in. Mm-hmm. But then the universe was like, no, no, no. no then, this is, yeah. you're, you're not, you did this because it was going to be easy or you thought it was going to be easy. And that's, this isn't actually for you. It's for somebody else and you need to be here. That's a good example. Um, my example is with a particular person, but, uh, you know, I walked away, came back to it, and we're, we're you know, we're good, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't walk away from it again, um, which was, I think it was the universe telling me, no, you really need to keep this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked away because I was really, really burned um, by, you know, the relationship that we had, and then... I came back to it after a couple years because of sometimes the universe has to plant a tragedy or mm, some mm-hmm. kind of very, and, it, like, and sometimes these tragedies have a level of permanence, permanency, but you come back to it because you realize that all that bullshit that we went through doesn't even matter. We're, we're, I'm going to come back to this relationship because we can put our differences aside and um, just real, and just, um, narrow it down to how productive it is when we are together. Mm-hmm. So that's just an example in my life, like walking away and I came back to it. And there was a little bit of a, um, I can be stubborn, you know, mm. it's like the universe is telling me something, but I, you know, I believe in my own free will. And it's like, <laughs> I, I want to walk back to it because it's like, everyone looks around. It's like, I told you we were right. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to come back to those situations and get the, well, I told you so kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I can be stubborn and, um, but I came back to it and now I'm glad where we're at. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That's funny. I don't tend to like with people, like individuals, mm-hmm. I don't tend to go back around. Yeah. It's, re- this is the, this <laughs> I was is like, rare. I just don't, but I'm, I'm probably stubborn to, yeah, I'm probably yeah. stubborn. Sure. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm just not going to do that again. Yeah. Friendship or otherwise. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Take home uh, points. Um, go ahead. You can begin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think some good take home points is to realize your power of choice. Mm. That you always have a choice, and um, you know, get your get yourself out of there to avoid the pain that mm-hmm. could last longer than the situation that you're staying in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, protect yourself. Give yourself that time to heal. Um, and then move to the next thing. Um, and I, I like the idea of thinking about it as walking away, ghosting away or whatnot, but you're not quitting. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, some of the takeaways for me would be the um, making sure that you create the time to heal. Everybody has the time. We just have to be intentional about creating the time mm-hmm. and making the space for ourselves rather than filling it up with other stuff to um, fill a void or a hole or anything like that. Um, I think the other thing with walking away is um, rarely in a situation are you alone and make in you know trying to think through should you walk away for something. So 
look around you for the people that you value mm-hmm. and they're um, the pe- the opinions of people that you value and that that list is typically pretty short you know of the people who like you really value and they really have like not the saying that you're gonna do whatever they say but they can they can get you to think in a different kind of way so um, look at the people around you those people that you genuinely trust um, and help them ask them to help you talk through it so that's that's been really helpful for me just sometimes it's like am I crazy if I like thinking like this and just to know like the the me too part of it. Like, am I alone? Like, would other people do something like this? And so from the outside, other, I've found that other folks can help me kind of parse that out and think about things that I'm like, I don't see because I'm in tunnel vision trying to be like, I need to get out and run out. But they're like, what about this? Have you thought about this? And so, yeah, kind of using the, uh, the people around you to kind of help so that you don't feel like you're alone. <laughs> ask a boss all right so um we decided to forego the questions in the box today just based on the conversation or our inbox um but if you do have questions feel free to email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com i had to say it because shamila yeah. forgot the email i forget the email every time so if and when there's a pause it's because i forgot the email but it does have via email if you have questions but today we're going to go forego the inbox for just kind of in the spirit of the water cooler talk so I'm just going to ask a question, and we'll, we both committed to answering it. Um, what is one thing right now that you need to walk away from? And I forced Shamina to <laughs> tell me the question beforehand, because this is something I definitely had to think about. And I am being, oh, this is something that I've known for a long time, uh, and it's just hard to admit to. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to walk away from it, but I'm, it's, I'm still going to take some time with it. Um, I... Um, it, it's people. There's some people in my life, friends okay. on that level, where I, I think we can be really productive with each other, but they, they these people sometimes make uh, or uh, go through life situations or I guess through a lifestyle that um, sometimes is uh, enabling and I need okay. to just like walk <laughs> away from it because I, you know, I lead a busy life. There's a lot of things that I do with, you know, my artistry and re- whatnot. And sometimes these things um, are, um, get in the way. So I, I just have um, some cutting and trimming to do. Cut it. Cut, cut it. it. Cut, cut it. it. Okay, sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard to admit because I, I love these people and... Um, well, like, I should say I like these people. Uh, but I, if I feel like they are pulling me into um, things that's not helping me lead a healthy lifestyle, um, I need to sometimes cut the people away mm. and um, just continue on with the, the friendships that um, add to a, not just a productive um, living, but a healthy living. Mm, I can appreciate that. Um, so let's see, one thing I need to walk away from, and this shouldn't be a secret from anybody who that I, I work with or that I actually know that listens, because um, I haven't been super secret about it, but in thinking of what I need to walk away from, I or want to walk away or need to walk away. Hmm. Mm. I'm not sure which one it is. That could be another episode right? of need versus want. <laughs> um, but the complacency of where I am professionally. 
Um, I, I, I need and want to walk away from that because I have been become comfortable with um, the field that I'm in. I'm not saying I'm fully comfortable in my role because I'm only seven months in, eight months in. And so I'm still learning. There's still a lot of things learning. I, I certainly make mistakes. I certainly am growing and like figuring out, oh, okay, I need a protocol for this or I need um, some sort of a timeline for that or a checklist for this. So there's, it's not that there's growth and, and development that's not taking place. Um, I certainly feel like I'm getting better at it. I'm getting less like nutsy about some standard things. But I think I, I know that's not where I want to be. I do not want to end, you know, go through the rest of my career in higher education. And I, I really want to move into the human resources realm. Um, and so I, that's one of the things I want to walk away from feeling so comfortable that like, well, if all else fails, I'll just stay here. And I don't, I don't want to be in that place. Um, and it's not fair to um, the students all the time. It's not fair to my colleagues. If I, I'm staying in this because it's the comfortable thing, knowing that where I actually want to be. Ooh, that felt heavy to stay out loud. Shit. Yeah. Um, I can sense but, that. <laughs> I was like, know, whoa, that's, that's a lot. Slash scary that it just flowed out that easily. Um, that should be telling. Right? But yeah. So I, I want to walk away from that. Systematically, I'm a Virgo, so let's. I'm not going to walk away tomorrow. But I'm, I'm starting to put some things in place and um, have done a, a good amount of conversation and like, planning calendar wise of like, how do I save up for, um, the certification that I want and mm -hmm. taking the, the test prep and da, 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 da. Um, so certainly I've been making some active steps. Uh, my boss, my boss, my, oh, maybe that's a foretelling, um, Roz, who we had on a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. she is a constant conversation with her. So she, we were talking the other day, getting ready for this conference that we went to and she was like, oh, you you're going to need this type of book to study for the exam. And before I know it, she's like, it's ordered. It'll be here Thursday. Oh. And so I was like, okay, universe, if somebody wants to pay for this $450 exam, let your will <laughs> be done. Let it be done. Um, but yeah, so things like that. Like There are signs that are leading me there. There are people that are pushing me mm -hmm. because they know where I want to go and what I'm capable of. And so... I, I need to move away from that and move into this next thing. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Right. I completely forgot that you took that HR certification um, class thing a while ago. Did yeah. You? Well, that was the a certificate program. This is for like the right, but three digit. The reason why I say that is like, yeah, like you really have this like, w not final, but this really big next step mm -hmm. to really give you the push. And it's that exam part. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. Uh if you have anything that you want to share, I think this could be a fun conversation online um, about what you need or want to walk away from now. Uh, comment on SoundCloud. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Insta um, uh, Facebook as well. Uh, just start the conversation. I'm um, really curious to know what you are thinking about walking away from now. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Bitch ass boss and boss ass bitch. So I'm gonna go first because my I've got three um, and they are fairly short. Um, so I'll start with the um, bitch asses. Um, so I've got two. So the first one is Ben Carson, who is the secretary of Housing and Urban Development HUD. Um, low key like a super hood name, but mm -hmm. 
how he is that, I still don't know. That doesn't make any sense because I thought he was formerly a brain surgeon. Who probably will not get any more patients. No. Uh, <laughs> when he comes back to that. Uh, but he recently said during, and I can't even, I don't, I don't have live TV, so I don't, I saw this like on a clip online, but he said it on perhaps some interview, essentially referring to the slaves that were brought over way back when as immigrants. Um, Mm. and that's not how that worked. Um, they, the slaves didn't voluntarily come over. They didn't have a choice. Right. Speaking of. Right. There was no choice. I'm sure they weren't like, oh, look, like, oh, look at this cruise ship. We'll just, you know, go to the bottom and see how long it takes us to get there. Packed in like sardines. Um, so he's, I don't under, like, there's no words really to kind of uh, emphasize his stupidity um, and why he continues to be put on a public forum. I have no idea. Um, if you are on Instagram or Facebook, it's, what is it, Official Bonnet Chronicles? Oh, uh, yeah. With Tammy Roman. Check out the one she did earlier this week. Talking about Ben Carson, because it was... I, I'm not even going to try to pretend to do it, because it was hilarious. So, look at... It's official Bonnet Chronicles, or Bonnet Chronicles, or something like that. Tammy Roman, from the real world, Basketball Wives. Um, hilarious. But I don't... I'm not sure why Ben Carson continues to get any sort of a platform, because he's an idiot. End of statement. The second uh, bitch ass that I have... So, I was watching Good Morning America. Um, like I said, I don't have live TV, so it was like a, two days ago has been... Uh, Good Morning America, and they were talking about these camps that were primarily the ones they were talking about were in the South that um, are for gay conversion therapy Mm. uh, for teenagers, and they had done a report, gone undercover for about a year, um, going into these um, camps that were in these rural locations, oftentimes behind like fences with barbed wire at the top so that you couldn't get in and or the, the kids couldn't escape. I know your face is saying, what the hell? This, true, they saw the video. Um, we'll link it. I'll send it uh, so that it can get linked in there. Um, but it was these people who run the camps and they own these camps. And some of them were uh, upwards of $21,000 a year per like kid that's in there. And they are kids because they are minors. And oftentimes people will send their kids there because they believe that um, these organizations, which are all the ones they mentioned are religiously affiliated um, that the church and the word of God can get the gay out of these kids. And parents and guardians sign over permission for the kids to be beaten and struck as a part of the this conversion therapy. And um, I was I was floored at what I was seeing. And this was like a two-minute clip. Um, and so I, and I watched the, the longer version of it, and there was a 2020 special about it. But I, I was just floored, number one, that this shit is still happening in 2017 and this is a this is apparently a lucrative market like people have these because this one moment says there was like for everyone that goes is public and like exposed there's like 15 to 20 others that are still way underground and are in these back rural areas and uh it's designed for people to not know about them and it's certainly a word of mouth thing and um there there was a guy the ending article, the ending of that article was a, a black guy who was a pastor who had um, beaten a number of kids severely in this therapy and had recently gotten sentenced to 20 years in prison for um, the, I don't even want to say the work that he was doing because it wasn't work, um, the devil's work that he was doing, beating these kids and trying to beat the gay out of them. So I was like, bitch ass to, to all y'all doing that. That don't, that doesn't, I can't fathom how that's a thing, why this is a thing or why a parent would put their 
their kid through that. Because to me, I don't have kids. I've got a dog. But I, would, I, I can't imagine putting my kid through something. If I say I love my kid, then I can't... It's unimaginable why you would put your child through that. Again, I'm not a parent, so... Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I can see the yeah, shock and awe on your very face. It's like, Ugh. yeah, it and was I, ridiculous. And I just like my mind just went to all those people we don't know that's yeah. suffering through this right as we speak in the bumfuck nowhere. Yeah, in a very hidden place. I'm like, oh, that's really unsettling. Yeah. Um, and so on. I'll end on my brighter note. Uh, boss ass. Mm-hmm. So uh, President Obama and First Lady, because those will always be the president mm-hmm. and First Lady. Um, they were recently seen, I want to say the latter part of this past week coming out of a New York city, um, diner, having recently had lunch with Bono, Bono, let's call him Bono. Bono. Um, and they both, first of all, they look relaxed as shit. I said, they come fresh off that plane. Right. I'm like, president's hair is black again. (laughs) (laughs) He's like walking out like in a regular suit. The first lady looks fly as hell. Uh, hair, wind in hair, mm-hmm. working the purse in the bag. And I'm not even into that, but I was like, can y'all come back? Like, like why? They were like, who knew life could be this freeing? Right? <laughs> um, but shout out to them for just living life and really being like, I told y'all, but I'm going to go ahead and do my thing. And just to hear all the things that they're coming out with, like, they're supposed to be coming out on, like, writing a book and speaking to and being represented. Yes. Um, totally getting into all of that. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see all of those things finally start to unfold. Mm-hmm. And hopefully to hear him, even if it's diplomatically, start to tell the truth about what he's seeing with 45 and whatnot. So um, shout out and boss asses to President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama for just looking so fly in those pictures mm-hmm. and looking, like, unbothered completely. So. Just really quickly, I'm looking forward to hearing more truths about the like what he thinks about the current presidency mm-hmm. and like yeah. maybe things that happened in the past. But I have a feeling we probably won't get as much as we want no. if Michelle is planning on running for for more offices, right? And yeah. If they have to act as a unit and yeah. he has to like keep his mouth closed. Yeah. For image sake. We'll see what happens. All right, so I have a list um, of bitches, <laughs> spouses, and boss-ass bitches. I'll start with the bitches. Uh, let's start with Kellyanne Conway and her Ugh. dirty-ass feet on, on that couch. oval couch. I cannot stand it. Like, who do you think you are? That was like the rudest shit ever. So rude. Looking down on your phone yeah. in a room full of these great, honorable HBCSC, or HBCU presidents. Um... I'm just like, I can't believe you A right total now. lack of home training. Like, at the most basic of levels. And I'm like, uh, does she have shoes on her feet? Or is she uh, barefoot? Because both are equally Yeah, because I was like, I didn't see no cover on that couch in there. <laughs> no. And it was like a light-skinned couch. So, <laughs> yeah. I was like... Like, girl, you get think it you together. You think um, We have not spoken about this person in a very long time. I thought she was put to bed. Uh, Rachel Dolezal. Oh. For... Doing a name change, a legal name change to a West African Nigerian name, Nikichi Amar Diallo. I don't even know what to say. Like, when you said she's doing, I was going to say the most. She's doing the most. The most. (sighs) You fucking got your name changed. Because you still fucking think you're black. Yeah. Your name is still Rachel. I don't have to repeat why she's a bitch-ass boss, because we've already exhausted all yeah. talk on her. 
The next one is there was a white couple from Georgia who did a uh, who were driving in a truck. I think they were on the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, very drunk, belligerent, and they were driving around the city, um, or not city, just driving around in their town, um, yelling profanities. But specifically, they drove past this little kid's uh, black kid's birthday party. Very, um, like, I think this was, like, either five, six, mm-hmm. seven years old. Um, very young. Screaming racist profanities at this party. Um, and so this got brought to court. I'm not aware at what level um, of the court. But this white couple got sentenced to... Um, the, the husband was sentenced to 20 years. Um, oh, sentenced to 20 years with 13 years in prison. Which is a lot. Um, and the the reason why um, I'm saying bitch ass boss, of course, like uh, yeah. yeah, they should get what they deserve going to prison. But there's this clip of um, the, both of them crying. Mm-hmm. I saw that with the 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 wife particularly saying a speech and like we were we didn't mean it and we would never blah blah blah, 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 blah. like just looking ugly they as on hell. Video doing this? They were on video. I think the the do- the mother of the um, the black kid spoke first and mm. just in a very calm and very elegant way just expressed her opinions. But they were they um, you could tell she was angry, but I just also respected how she was able to make a point mm-hmm. um, with why this was wrong without getting too like in the feelings about it. Like yeah. she talked about how this will be scarring for her daughter and um, what this means and all of this. And I'm I'm glad we saw the image of the white people crying and still getting sentenced. And I want to give a shout out to the judge who made this decision <laughs> because. You know, just you're. We're not here for your white tears. Mm-hmm. We're not here for it, and uh, you can't take that back. And yeah. you should have realized that if you didn't mean it, you shouldn't have done it in the mm-hmm. first place. So I think that sends a fantastic message to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have something to say? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Go for it. All right, and then my boss ass bitches are really quick. Uh, Viola Davis for getting um, Best Supporting Actress. Yes. In yes. A, finally. Finally, her first finally. Oscar ever, and just. She gives beautiful speeches. Yeah. I feel like she should just do a podcast on how to make a good yeah. speech. Oh my god, but she just did a podcast, period. Period, right? Yeah. But this particular speech topped everything. And um, the statement that she made that like made me melt is, we are the only profession in this world that gets to value and gets to put on a pedestal the human experience and mm-hmm. human life. And I'm just... You know, here as an artist, I'm just like, oh, Lord Child. Like, that's, <laughs> it was just really deep. A simple statement, but made deep. Uh, my, you know, boss-ass bitch also goes to Rihanna um, for getting the oh. Humanitarian Award at Harvard. Um, and the reason why, like, yes, you got the Humanitarian Award, but I love how she can be who she is, cutting bi- bitches, being petty, putting out bum-ass music, and still get recognized um, for her charity, right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times for black artists or black celebrities, especially black female celebrities, 
all that stuff that's not so commercial or like people don't really jive with yeah. overshadow the good work you're actually doing. And she's someone who can balance both. She's not um, compromising who she is as a person. She's 27. She's still young. She's partying. She's doing this shit. And she's at Harvard getting the humanitarian award for, because she's a boss. Like she runs n- like an empire yeah. under her name. So I just love her for that. Yeah. Oh, you just reminded me of one that I totally forgot until now um, because, you know, I'm late to the game always. Uh, <laughs> shout out to, and uh, maybe a, what is it, head, a head boss, head bitch, you know boss, what? Boss ass. Boss ass, there you go. <laughs> to Chance the Rapper. I don't oh, really yes. know any of his music, the low key. Mm-hmm. Um, he's super cute and he wears so those like cute. Mario Brothers outfits. Um, but he recently met with, what was it? I don't know if it was the governor of Illinois or the mayor of Chicago. I'm not sure which one it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a result of that, ended up donating a million dollars to Chicago, Chicago Public Schools and then um, named which of those schools would be, re, would be receiving the funds. So they're not all going to get a piece of that mm-hmm. million dollars because there's tons of schools um, in Chicago. But shout out for him putting like dollars yes. behind what, is, what he's trying to say and where, where he wants to impact his community. So And that's real money because he's independent. Yeah. He, his money goes all to him. And the fact that he put all that towards yeah. the million Put your money dollars, where your mouth yes. is. And then my last goes to uh, the hit uh, NBC drama, um, This Is Us. Fantastic show. Fantastic. Has me in tears. And the next week is the season finale. And I I'm, don't not know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. ready to Because I, I, we know the father dies. Yeah. I'm just scared to know in what situation he dies yeah. and how that impacts so many things. But I actually specifically want to give a shout out, uh, boss ass, to Chrissy Metz, mm. who plays... K- Chris Karen, um, uh, the the daughter of the, the daughter triplets. of the triplets. I don't remember her name. And I love her um, for what she represents. She's like super chill. Like uh, she got into this profession very late, as with many artists. But you know, she was talking about I had zero dollars in my bank account. You know, when I got this role, and I saw her in, on an interview with Wendy Williams, and I just love her presence. Um, Wendy Williams, of course, asked the obvious, obvious question about like. So you play a fat person on TV and you're a fat person too. Like how much do the, these do yourself relate with the character? And I think a lot of times can people can think, well, you just got typecasted and this is probably going to be the only role you get, right? And she, I just loved her response. She said that what her character is going through, she dealt with years ago, mm. right? She's developed so much since then. And I love that. And it gives, for the message that she is giving to people who identify with her, um, it gives hope, right? Mm. And... Um, the the issues that her character is going through is just really real. Yeah. And I don't think we have a lot of examples of um, heavy people on TV who mm-hmm. are doing what they love. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really want to give her a boss ass as well. Oh my gosh. And then, okay, because I'm also late again. <laughs> uh, boss ass to Gabourey Sidibe. Have you seen their pictures? Roll no. out. Um, I want to say she is somewhere. I'm looking around here because I think she's on the cover of look it up. Um, People Magazine. After having gone through weight loss surgery where oh. um, I think she's down like 100 pounds or so. Um, but she's out there flawed. And I don't know that she ever had any sort of self-confidence issue. So that's not the thing at all. But now it seems like she is really just putting herself out there as like, yeah, I had the weight loss surgery. And maybe partially it was due because of like 
my actual size, but it was also to help me to feel like I'm in a better this place. Picture? Yeah, she oh, is like gorgeous. working it. Yeah, so. the flip of the hair. Yeah, that, it's that so was she, just like re- very recently, like in the last few days. Few By the time days. you guys hear this, it'll have probably been a week or so. But right. She says she cut her stomach in half. Yeah. So she's mm. out there working it, working the, the carpets and yes. doing her circuits on the shows and whatnot. So yeah. And shout out to her for like the confidence that she continues to display. She mm-hmm. didn't have like... I didn't see any visible self-confidence issues before, even mm-hmm. like after Precious or when she was uh, first, when, um, what is that show? Uh, with Taraji and... Oh, Empire. When Empire and first she started. she also had a couple seasons on American Horror Story. Okay, so I, again, I don't know that she had any confidence issues then and she mm-hmm. certainly doesn't have them now. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see um, a brown girl out there of size doing mm-hmm. her thing and being like, I didn't have confidence issues. I, I wanted to do this for myself and nobody else. So I right. love that. Yeah. I, and she has like a lot of really funny one time petty lines to fight <laughs> against, um, people who are like against her. Cause when she first came out, um, someone was like saying like, Oh, like how do you fit on planes or something like that? And she's like, um, well, she said something petty about like, well, at least I, I fly around from job to job or something like that. She's just like, at, least, at least I have a personal plan or something like that. Right? It's like but, the least of my worries. Right. Least of my worries. All right. I, I had to get that all out. It's just like so much happened in the past couple weeks. So, uh, so thank you for listening again with us for another week. Uh, we want to make sure that you stay connected with us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Insta, well, yeah, I guess we're on Instagram now, but... We're not public yet. We're not public, (laughs) so we got no pictures, but Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, opinions, Um, rate us on iTunes, we're also on Stitcher, and that's all we have for you today, folks. All right, we'll see y'all soon. Peace out. What